Thank you for listening to the Reality Breach Local Spotlight. In this special episode, we talk to Bo York. Uh, he owns Potestary. It is a podcasting studio in Jackson, Mississippi. We talk about podcasting, we talk about Mississippi, and we talk about a big change coming for Bo and his business. Enjoy! Moving to Texas. It's going to become so a... So why uh, are you moving to Texas? I'm moving to Texas. I'm closing it all down. Shutting it down. It's not like shutting it down. You just passing the torch? Shutting down the studio. Let's see. Oh, okay. Um, Dave Chappelle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Dave Chappelle in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, you know what it is? <laughs> I, I was thinking about it. I was like, this is going to be my Chappelle inside the actor's studio. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Like, that he did like right when he was when all that was going on. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And um, what's the dude that does that? The uh, the guy with the beard. I know who you're talking about. It's very, you know, what is it that you find in your character? Like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and like, like Chappelle got like real, like, like real with the audience and everything. It was oh, unlike you're anything. About the actors. Uh, yeah, inside yeah, the actors. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was. Uh, I was. I, I go back. I rewatched that like so many times. <laughs> It's a good. It was a good interview. It's one of the best interviews that has ever been mm-hmm. recorded. So this is gonna be it. This is gonna be it. This, this is gonna, is be, gonna me. be it. We'll break it down. Why am I leaving to Texas? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you why I'm leaving to Texas. My wife got a job there. That's why I'm leaving to Texas. <laughs> uh, no, wow. Man, I, I love. I love podcasting. I love. I love Jackson. Ding dong. The king is dead. I saw somebody say or something like that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, I finally made it. Reality breached. This was my last thing on my bucket list. And then I was like, oh, well, I, I made it. So now I'm, I'm going to Texas. This wow. Is, yeah. Oh. They're going to hate I'm, me. I'm, glad we, I'm glad we could do that for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's great. <laughs> All right. So, so what, are we, what are we talking about? Well, you know, welcome to Reality Breached. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you get other podcasters on your show. They try to take control of the whole yeah. thing. All right. I'm, let, me, let me sit back in the backseat. My bad. No nah, man, this is all. This could be all a part of, part of it. <laughs> Welcome to Reality Breach. I'm your co-host Robert. Uh, never lost Morris. I'm sitting here with the, uh, the the man who created all of it, uh, Sergio Lugo. How you doing, buddy? Fantastic. Fantastic. That beard is looking sexier it's, by it's, the minute. It's the lighting in this fancy studio yes, is what it is. Yes, yeah. you look like um, a, a whole Viking over there. Oh. <laughs> like a whole a Viking. Whole Viking. Yeah, like a whole Viking okay. man. Valhalla's waiting for you. By 80 more years, then Valhalla's waiting for you. All right. All right. All right. And, then, and to my left, we have the one and only Bo. Hey. hey <laughs> That's I'm... it. That's all it goes by. It's Bo. <laughs> it's the real Bo York. <laughs> I have breached reality. The, uh, the, the, the rift in time and space has opened up, mm-hmm. and I've finally made it over here. Yeah, right? The hands have reached been... out from the singularity of the void of space, and yeah. we've pulled you through. The space-time continuum. It's all, it's all crazy, but we are here right now, mm-hmm. and that makes me happy. Yep. We, we've been trying to line this up for decades. Yes. Don't lie. Since the mid-70s. Don't lie. You Since saw me. I came, I came to y'all's big, big <laughs> anniversary, big, big, big episode, and like, oh, yeah, Bo, we should probably... And, and no, y'all don't even think that. I was just like, yeah, y'all have never had me on your show. And you're like, oh, okay. It's like, well, like we had planned it literally like last mm-hmm. year around uh-huh. this time. Really, and it just really did. Sorry, my Twitter, my Twitter campaign didn't work. I tried. It's like reality <laughs> bow. I think was hashtag reality bow. <laughs> I didn't see that. And hashtag bow breached. <laughs> you know, um, it's cool. It's all right. No, I think I'm it's, here now. I think it's more so a pleasure that you, you brought us on your platform. And and had us in that uh in in this particular in in this room your yeah, studio man. oh always Look. that was a that and we got to hear fifth rap a verse 
from his uh his album that came yes, out sir. and 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 let me tell you something that was um I felt established at that point in time. <laughs> I tell you what, it doesn't it, like get fifth to just like freestyle for you right then mm-hmm. and there. You'll feel like you 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 were just present for something special. Yes. Yeah. Uh Monday was the MK poetry mm-hmm. at the museum and um everybody was like coaxing him to to I think they were going to do it but they just had crowd mm-hmm. because like they had the music ready for him and everything yeah. <laughs> to try. it's kind of like when Ron Burgundy had the jazz flute he's like I'm oh, not well. ready for this <laughs> I'm, I'm not ready for this this is let me just put it in so the right unexpected. key <laughs> yeah like so unexpected uh, the rap in the verses in the <laughs> I, I would love like fifth like like popping his head underneath the stall <laughs> like with the like, like, all of a sudden like somebody's just going right there and then it's like hey <laughs> <laughs> this is like going around the museum. He just popping out of the different the different uh, places. He could do it though. Yeah, he could. He's got the it's talent. Like, he won best of uh, best uh, local rapper. This yeah, year. yeah. So so best of congratulations on the nominations. Yes, thank you. Yeah. thank you, thank yeah. you. Thank I too you. I too was nominated for Red Flag, uh, which is a fantastic podcast. I want everybody to check out. It's about the Mississippi flag and why we need to change it, the history of it. Uh, there's a quick plug for that one mm-hmm. before we talk about the other one I was nominated for, which is Let's Talk Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> it it may have won. It may it may have won. It may have won. It may have won. We already told you. Well, congratulations. Yeah. By, by the time by the time this is this drops, <laughs> you would have. You would have. That's it. You won. Like yeah. everybody. Everybody knew it. Yeah. You know. It's still it's still a good thing to be to be nominated. You know. It's 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 great. This is our second year being nominated. It is. It so is. it's a it's it's really it, it feels right. It feels like we're doing the right thing. Absolutely. Yeah, Look, yeah. The 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 uh the space the podcasting space in Jackson, and I tell people this all the time when I travel. Like it's it's a really good community. There's a lot of really good content being made, mm-hmm. and Jackson over the last couple of years has really started appreciating its podcast community, mm-hmm. which a lot of cities don't do. Um, and so it's really great to kind of see that, and and um, you know, so the fact that any of us that are kind of nominated in that poll over the last couple of years. I think it speaks volumes because there are a ton of people making content, excellent content. There are people making mm-hmm. excellent content that weren't nominated. Like it's just it's it's a fantastic time for the space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a new podcast out now. Did you guys see it? Um, something I think it's called Just a DJ. Um, Skip Skip Coon. Oh, is it really? Yeah, I think he's started his own podcast now. Just talking about DJing and kind of like um Joe Joe Budden's podcast a little bit, mm-hmm. but you know local. I'm not saying that he's Joe Budden, but it's kind of like the culture. Like deep Jackson culture and stuff like that, so it's That's good. good. That's cool. Yeah. So, so we do, both did so at the same time. Uh, yeah. Fight yeah. now? Like what? <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, so who is Bo? Like I don't think we established that. Oh, oh, Bo never lost. Uh, <laughs> does uh, so? Hi, my name is Bo. Um, I am a. Functional alcoholic? I, I don't know if I could say I'm a full alcoholic. Hey, hey. welcome to the table, the man. Team, man. <laughs> you should see our conversations on rum. Yeah. I, I, well, no, I don't have it up there right now. Um, yeah, high functioning something or another. Um, yeah. Uh, so Bo. Bo is me. I am Bo. Uh, I, uh, in, in what capacity? I, I wear many hats. Let's talk about. Let's talk about podcasting, Bo. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk is, about Let's Talk Jackson first. That's the predominant hat. And yeah. it's more of a cap than a than a hat. I've never seen you without it. Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, I actually, I went, um, <laughs> I, I've become so synonymously known for wearing the hat that I will see people that I know and know well and see on a regular basis. But if I show up without the hat, they will act like they don't know me. Uh, <laughs> I was actually going to pick up a check from one of my clients 
And uh, <laughs> I see him on a weekly basis. Like we talk a lot, but this one particular day I didn't have my hat on and she acted like, like, like she's like, okay. Uh, and what do you need that check for? I was like, uh, for the podcast. <laughs> she's like, Oh, and she kind of doubled, doubled, like, like, Bo, I didn't recognize you without your hat. That's how Clark Kent is able to get away with it. You've created uh, like a cartoon character for yeah. yourself. Uh, I'd like yeah. to think it's more of a superhero persona, but that's kind of a cartoon character. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. works. Well, we'll go with superhero. Uh, but yeah, so uh, podcasting, absolutely. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the medium, have been since the days before it was even called podcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my, my kind of uh, – my journey there kind of starts back in, in Memphis. I was born and raised in Jackson, Mississippi, spent most of my life here. Except for five years when I lived in Memphis, right after my wife and I got married, and uh, back then I was working for uh, C Spire when it was called Cellular South. Oh, the yeah, days yeah, back in the day, and um, and yeah, and and so I was working in uh, retail management and sales management, and you know I always felt like there was something special about podcasting. I listened to podcasts constantly, um, especially after moving into a new city where I didn't know anybody. I found that the relationship that I had with podcasters was kind of this this weird like this weird continuity, right? Cause I didn't right. know anybody in this new city. I didn't see any of my old friends, but I heard from my, you know, quote unquote friends on a weekly basis from these podcasts that I was listening to talking about, you know, nerdy stuff, star Wars, Warcraft, whatever mm-hmm. it may have been. And I recognized in this that like, you know, this is really powerful. Like I'm feeling a connection here that I don't feel with people I watch on TV. I don't feel with YouTubers. I don't feel with, you know, I don't think we had Twitch back then, but I, I don't feel with like Twitch streamers or anything like that. Like, Something about podcasting is really different and really has the potential to do great things. And so I knew back then that I really wanted to at some point start a podcast company. Um, but it was all kind of a matter of time. I had to kind of figure out when in life <laughs> it made the most sense to, to do it. And so it took a couple of years. And uh, after moving back to Jackson, uh, after my wife getting out of school and we kind of had this brief moment of, you know, hey, if I if I start this company now and you start working full time right now, then it doesn't we don't add a lot of risk to our home right now. And that was right after becoming a dad, uh, which was kind of interesting. Never start an audio production company after becoming a new father. Oh, no. It's no, a bad, no, no. bad call. <laughs> <laughs> you the in the background and you're trying to tell people you're a professional you know, audio producer. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so when I, but when I started Pottery it was 2013. Um, came up with the name Pottery as a combination of podcast and monastery. The idea is that we wanted to try to bring you into a higher form of content, so to speak. And um, I had some goals with that first year. I wanted to be featured by iTunes. I wanted one of our shows to get over 100 iTunes reviews within that first year. I wanted to get paid to do a podcast. And I wanted to do one for a nonprofit. Uh, the nonprofit one was easy because mm-hmm. it's just about you know doing, doing work for free. Uh, <laughs> the others are slightly harder. But we were able to do that. Uh, we had two of our shows have over 100 iTunes reviews in that first year. Um, one of them was a paid uh, podcast that I was producing at the time. I uh, wasn't getting much money for it at the time, but it's since become one of our, our big money makers, you know, five, six years later, however it is. And so, um, so anyway, yeah. So kind of went into it with that kind of entrepreneurial approach where I wasn't just trying to like squeeze money out of the medium, but I also didn't want to just do it for free. I wanted to make sure that we were kind of going for that kind of, you know, uh, uh, entrepreneurial approach to making a podcast company back before that was a buzzword. <laughs> right, right, right. Because now everyone has a podcast company. Exactly. Yeah. They're all over the place. Well, and... so Gimlet happened, and then all of a sudden, podcast company entered into the lexicon. <laughs> and so, like, you know, there, there's this whole uh, notion of people were sending me, I don't know if y'all have ever listened to Startup uh, by Gimlet. No. And so, like, they, people were sending me this, um, this podcast, oh, this is kind of like you do. And I was like, yeah, except I don't come from public media and live in New York and have the resources. But yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I don't have the monster backing me. Yeah, I appreciate it, though. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
It's 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 funny what you say about podcasts. Like having a relationship with a podcaster is while it is one sided. <laughs> it's it's interesting how it evolves over time because there there are literally podcasts I've been listening to for ten years. You know, I've yeah. followed these people. Well, they talk about video games. You know, they have a purpose, but I've I, I knew them when they were talking about having their kids. I, I knew them when they when when their company got bought and had to move office, and they talked about moving offices for a week for for two for two months. It's it's you're there for their story. Yeah, and 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 you're right. It is it's it's a fascinating medium. You get wrapped up in people's lives, um, but you know it's it's an interesting thing because I, I find that a lot of folks kind of get into the space because they get excited for the concept of being connected to people and sharing their lives. But what ends up happening is a lot of people kind of get on the mic and they just share all their lives, and then like nobody listens because nobody cares about you. Like mm-hmm. what brings mm-hmm. you in is what is that shared, uh, what is that shared experience or that shared passion or whatever it may be. So maybe it's like video games, maybe it's a television show. Um, you know, we do, we do one called country squire radio about pipe smoking, which mm-hmm. is, you know, a very, like a very specific niche, but one in which we've got a lot of people with passion about, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I, uh, announced last past week that, you know, we'll be moving from Jackson to Texas here in the very near future and, uh, announced that on that particular show. And, you know, I've had people send me gifts and, and, you know, just <laughs> kind of wish me luck on, on this new move and everything. Uh, and it's, it's, it's amazing to see what the, that, that relationship is real and you're right when you say it's one-sided, but I do try to treat it as if it's not because okay. I recognize that while in some ways it is because they're hearing my voice, I wouldn't be able to talk if they weren't listening. That's very true. And through the magic of social media, we can engage with all these, these folks. Um, actually, I had one person I was actually dealing with earlier today. They were tweeting in. They didn't like that we were getting political. And I thought – uh, hmm. And this was as related to a, you know one of our after show programs about you know a CW uh, superhero that runs very fast. Mm-hmm. And I thought at first I was like I was like that's strange because we actually try not to get political on our show. You know we're not we we, we want to make sure that you know if if you love the Flash whatever else you're doing that's cool for this minute you know we're all gonna vibe together because we're talking about the Flash. Uh, and they saw that we liked a tweet um, that somebody had that was kind of pseudo political. And I was like, liking a tweet is not us delving into politics. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, you know, at the same time, I realized that when tw- the way that Twitter works, like, you know, they, you see every single time somebody likes something, every single time somebody retweets something. And I recognized that, you know, all of a sudden this dude got triggered because he saw that these guys that he hangs out with and he's kind of projected a lot of thoughts about us are all of a sudden may believe very differently than he believes on something that he feels passionately about. Mm-hmm. And that can feel somewhat betrayed if you don't have that, you know, that kind of context for it. Yeah. If, if that's not your relationship with that, that person, exactly. it, it, can, it can throw you off. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, you know, if, if he, if he sees me on Twitter, then he knows like where I stand on a lot of things. <laughs> like if he sees my personal one, but he's, mm-hmm. in a, he's engaging with that particular show and the show represents a different kind of relationship. So anyway, I, I, I think it goes both ways. It is, it is more heavily one-sided, but I don't think it's totally one-sided. Yeah. Point. Yeah. Well, he can, he can, um, he'll be all right. Oh yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I always try to be respectful of anybody, even, mm-hmm. even people I would like vehemently disagree with, especially if they've been listening for a long time like that. Like, you know, let me, let me, let me get at the core of what's wrong here. Mm-hmm. It's not that you disagree with my politics. It's that you feel betrayed in this moment because you thought you had, a, you, you, th- you thought we were connected on a way that we weren't. Mm-hmm. So let me affirm where we are connected and say like, if, if you're cool with this, then we're cool. But, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to affirm this other side of you, nor am I trying to, like, negate this other side of me. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, but in this area where the show is based out of, mm-hmm. we can vibe here. 
Yeah, yeah. We can yeah. rob here, and just let's just stay in this little this little happy circle. And once it's time to get out the circle, we'll go our opposite ways and stuff. Exactly. But once we're in this happy circle, this is all we're going to talk mm-hmm. about because this makes us both happy. Hey, yeah, happy yeah. little circles. <laughs> next, next, next time, I'll remember to hit switch account before I hit like. <laughs> so I was, I was thinking that I was like, I probably actually meant to like this with my personal account. Uh-huh. You know. Well, speaking of which, um, going political, let's talk about the red flag. Yeah, man. So red flag, uh, as I mentioned, it's a it's a podcast about the Mississippi uh, state flag. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Lawrence Dennis. Yes, indeed. Uh, so as as you know, folks who are listening, I'm sure are aware, uh, Mississippi is the last flag in the United States to fly a Confederate emblem, uh, or I should say, the Confederate battle flag on its state flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, arguably, Alabama does have con- Confederate iconography, but it's not as viscerally recognized universally, and certainly doesn't necessarily have the weight that the Confederate battle flag has in terms of its usage throughout history. Um, we in Mississippi, and I say this as a Mississippian, I know I just said I'm moving to Texas, but I have been born and, bra- <laughs> born and raised here and I've spent the vast majority of my life here. Uh, I say this as a Mississippian, we do not know our history. We do not know our history. Oh no, we don't. We, we are kind of brought up on a bit of a nerfed version of that history. Mm-hmm. And because when we don't know our history, we're doomed to repeat it. And so it's one of these things where with red flag, we have taken approach to telling the history of the flag the emblems on it, how they've been used and the impact that it has on people and the impact that that perception has outside of Mississippi and internally in Mississippi. And so our goal with it is to allow the history, like present the history unfiltered and kind of allow that to tell the story. You know, we, we, we don't go into it, you know, I'm not gonna say we go into it agenda free. We, we want to see the flag changed, mm-hmm. but it's not like we have to make the case for why it should constantly change. The history does it for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go specifically into things as, you know, like how, you know, where did the, who designed this flag? What was it originally designed for? How has it been used since then? Um, specifically, when has it popped up throughout history and what was going on in the context around that? Um, you know, we, uh, uh, back in, um, oh gosh, we all, okay. So we've got an episode, I think it's episode four, if I'm not mistaken, called Never Mean and No Harm where we look specifically at how it's appeared in pop culture, specifically with the television series, the Dukes of Hazard, mm. which we're all uh, too young to remember. Oh no. I, I remember mm. watching reruns. We're all too. Well, okay. Yeah. Reruns. Yeah. yeah. I remember Well, I wonder what them boys going to get out of this situation right here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, if you think about Dukes of Hazzard, um, you know, the, it took the, the Confederate battle flag and turned it essentially into a Superman symbol. Mm-hmm. Like yes. it was like that, that era. If you think about the cars from that era, you had the Batmobile, you had the General Lee, you had, um, Kit. Kit. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and we had Kit and then everything else. <laughs> <laughs> A fair point. But that's the thing. Like there was an era where like the television show was defined by the car. Like that was part of the reality of television at the time. And the General Lee was that car. Yeah. And it Dukes was. Of Hazard was huge. Yeah. Muscle, the, muscle cars were the seventies. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the funny thing is, I even to this day, people outside of Mississippi and who are for changing the flag and taking down Confederate monuments don't realize the impact that that series had on them in terms of their understanding of the iconography and the nerfing of the iconography, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can use nerfing because this is a video game podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, but seriously, because we we were actually um, Shalice, my co-host, and I were being interviewed by a show. Uh, I think they're based out of New York. And one of the hosts was like, he was kind of getting into Mississippi and kind of chastised. Like, I can't believe y'all are still doing this image. Like every single time I see it, it's going crazy. And so we can start talking to him about it. And we mentioned Dukes of Hazzard. He's like, oh yeah, 
oh, I had that on my lunchbox. <laughs> and it's like, dude, do you not see what you just did there? Yeah. You know, like, 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 so the reality is, is that we have this nerfed history. You end up having it on your lunchbox. And in the, in the most gracious scenario, you have it on your lunchbox without realizing what it is. Mm-hmm. That's the most gracious scenario. Yeah. Now, the reality, which is much more dense and in the kind of larger scenario, is how it has been actively applied uh, in terms of being kind of the symbol of white supremacy throughout mm-hmm. our history and even today. And so as we walk through the history of the creation of the flag throughout today, we do go into pop culture. We go into history. We go into Mississippi. We go outside of Mississippi, but we always bring it back to Mississippi mm-hmm. because this is a Mississippi podcast created by people here. Um, you know, uh, the music done by Clouds and Crayons, local band. Uh, hey. We've got uh, Tyler Tadlock, who's a local artist who did the album art. Um, you know, our our, our writer, um, uh, Rachel James Terry, local writer here in town. Uh, and then Shalice and I, as the voices of it, we are longtime Mississippians. Now, throughout the course of the creation of it, you know, we've, we've been pulled in a lot of different directions. But um, the reality is, at its heart, it is a Mississippi podcast for Mississippians about something that is vitally important to Mississippi. So mm-hmm. redflagpodcast.com is a place to do it. That's that, that's a hell of a pitch. <laughs> Thank you. That's um, that's something. I, and I think I think a lot of people need to need to hear it. I think I remember um once again, thank you for coming to our uh, celebration at Offbeat. Shout oh, out to dude, Phillip. that was a blast. Yeah. Um, the arguments that I can only imagine you have. Well, well not arguments. The 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 nice outside the happy circle disagreements that you have. <laughs> okay. Listen, with, I'm not with, talking about that. Like, <laughs> I, you know, we're not we're not chilling out about the flash. We're talking about uh-huh. the flash. <laughs> so these um, do people do people end up? get coming outside their comfort zone and understanding where you're coming from. So we've gotten feedback from folks that appreciate the deeper dive. What I found interesting is we have an entire episode dedicated to the university of Mississippi, AKA Ole Miss. Oh yeah. And it's been interesting to see (laughs) along the way, we had some of these more conservative white folks that were listening that were kind of vibing with us with like changing the flag. Okay. Yeah, this is great and everything. This is something we need to have until we started talking about Ole Miss. And then all of a sudden there was like this knee jerk, like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why are you talking about Ole Miss? It's like, you don't know why we're talking about Ole Miss. This is, this is why we're talking about Ole Miss. It's like this, this is all tied together. And it's like, no, 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 no. Don't touch that. You know? And it's, so it's interesting to see once we got to that point where it, it pushed people that were riding with us before in a way that I think they're not pushed very often. Uh, and the reaction that we got to that was different than the reaction that we get as kind of this immediately, Oh, I'm triggered. You know, uh, you know, Bo York is a socialist, uh, transplant from <laughs> California or like whatever the, you know, like all this crazy. He's from Oregon, man. Listen, th- this one guy wrote a, uh, beautiful, <laughs> uh, uh, essay on on me and Shalice and and you know I'm just kind of reading some things about myself I never knew wow. I was like oh this is this is really crazy I didn't realize I had all of these viewpoints I I don't know how he's getting this from this maybe he's like some sort of psychological uh, an, an analysis that he's pulling right now mm-hmm. um and you know the the not a real Mississippian I get that all the time because uh, my accent is not very yeah where's your accent Bo huh huh. I mean, I'm from Louisiana. I, I'm my, my 
my mom's family's from Louisiana. I mean, I, Louisiana. I mean, you don't hear me talk like that right there every time I go somewhere, you know what I mean? But see, but you can pull it out, though. But yeah, I can pull it out when I'm around my family because exactly. you, you got to be able to speak the, the jargon. But I mean, on a regular day, <laughs> you know, I work for a bank, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's the thing. I, I've always, so I'm, I'm always very much kind of, I want to be an advocate for Mississippi, uh, what it can be. But then also what it what it is in terms of the people that are here that are doing great things. Um, but I've also always kind of wanted to be able to operate outside of Mississippi. Mm. And the reality is, is that when people hear a Mississippi accent, they make a lot of projections and mm-hmm. make a lot of assumptions. That's the price you got on shoes. Yeah. So that kind of mindset. Exactly. Actually, my well, my in-laws still make that joke. Mm-hmm. And it's like, come on, y'all are in Grand Rapids. Really? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> What's in Grand Rapids besides water? Water, more water. Yeah, so if a family comes, y'all save a room for me. Bland yeah. food, yeah. Some snow. Man. But so you know, so early on, I tried to suppress my accent. Um, and you know, my family, you know, my grandparents have a very or had a very strong Southern accent. My mm-hmm. grandmother still does. My grandfather had this like deep Southern accent that um, I don't even think I can access. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, but you watch you watch like newscasters, and they always have this very like you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, like a way, a cadence of talking that's kind of seen as like the more uh, uh, mainstream Americana uh, voice. And so... Yeah, yeah. When a newscaster speaks, they sound like the authority on whatever they're talking about. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Um, now, there's a lot of like what we project onto that. But regardless, whether or not it's a good thing or a bad thing, it is a thing. And so the goal right. is like, how can I access that if I need to pull it out? And so, yeah. Well, you do a fantastic job with it. Thank you of hiding my accent. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I hide mine too. Um, at the place that employs me. Yeah. When I answer the phone, be like, "Hello, Robert." Hello, this is Robert. How's it going? How are you? <laughs> oh, yes, yes. I got that. I got that email. I'll, I'm replying <laughs> back to you right now. Well, is that called like code switching? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I've heard of that before. Mm-hmm. Really good at it. <laughs> Been good at it for like five years now. Shout out to the place that employs me. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't know it's you. You they sound totally different on the podcast. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, you're not, you're not a shman. You know, sounds totally different. <laughs> not a shman. Shout out to Cardi B. I love you, Cardi B. I just want to put that out there. Yeah, she's listening. Yeah. yeah of course. Yeah. Um. So how long has the um, Red Flag been, been going? So Red Flag has been in production for like a year and a half. Uh, we we launched the first six episodes kind of one after the other um, at the tail end of last year. And the- 2018? 2018, thank you. Okay. And, uh, and the, the final two episodes of the series are coming out in the next couple of weeks. Um, okay. So hopefully sooner rather than later. It's, it's, a, it's a tough process. And I'll, I'll be honest, like you have to go into some dark history and you also have to listen to arguments- that you would vehemently disagree with. And, but you have to do so while gritting your teeth because you need that audio mm-hmm. and you need them to feel comfortable enough to share their, their thoughts. And it, it can really bring you into kind of a dark place. Like there was one place that there was one, at one point we were kind of researching the KKK and you have to go to their websites, which by the way, if you want to see some blast from the past 90s, early 90s websites, <laughs> mm-hmm. the KKK has got you covered. <laughs> Uh, what is, that is a really weird shade to throw. Well, it's a really <laughs> weird shade. <laughs> Bessie Jackson is is going to look real different because all I'm going to think about now is like, this is like a KKK website. 
<laughs> it's like it's like the KKK. And the, well, no, we shouldn't make that comparison. Yeah. See, this is what happened. Well, anyway, um, we we going down the rabbit hole, man. <laughs> but but um, no, we we got hacked last year, uh, early last year, and it shut down all of Potisteri, all of my site, all of my uh, shows. We lost at least three shows and content. We'll never get back. And I was trying to figure out who did this. And, you know, at that point, we had already just like had some interviews and, and been talking to people about the flag kind of outside of the, you know, normal, um, you know, normal conversation, let's say. And I was wondering, like, could the KKK have like shut us down? Like, was this like an approach? And then I go to the website and I was like, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> nope. I was like, ah, they may have hired the Russians, but they, they ain't doing this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They got their login to WordPress link on their homepage. Like, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I think the funniest thing that I've seen from them in the past couple of years is when I lived in Bellhaven and they were still passing out the little packets. Oh man, you can yeah. sleep well at night knowing the KKK's the KKK's awake, dude. What year was I, that? I was I was like, oh man, this was like, oh, so, oh, this is this is recent, fifteen, sixteen, when I lived in Bellhaven, and uh, I was they did the, a push back then in Tupelo too. They did it across mm-hmm, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. I had a buddy in Tupelo who was like like tweeting me the flyer, like, mm-hmm. did you get this? I never got the flyer. And it was like, I don't qualify. And I wanted to call him be like, I don't think I qualify for this. Um, it's like I, affirmative action, man. Like, if, I I was, if I was a black man and in. blind and raised in a monastery to believe I was white, <laughs> then maybe so. But just to, just FYI, guys, I don't think I qualify. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a tad bit on the darker spectrum. Yeah, the market research kind of failed, failed them on that one. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe they were trying to you know uh, expand. Like of all places. Because they're not racist. Them? That's that's where they were f- because that's what they say. That's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're trying to diversify their bonds. They, they <laughs> <laughs> a good place for you and your kids. Uh, yeah, no, they 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 did. They did a strong push, and it was right about the time that there was kind of this extra fuel. All of a sudden, they felt really empowered. Don't know why, uh, but uh, but something on a national level really made mm-hmm. them feel empowered. And so they were kind of doing this campaign across the state. But that's the thing they. So they, um, whenever the flag debate, whenever the Confederate um, monuments come up, you know the KKK and the Sons of Confederate Veterans are two organizations. You also you also have the Daughters, but they are they seem to be kind of less vocal or at least less active uh, universally. Now the Daughters are very active in the South Mississippi area mm-hmm. right now, but um, and, it, and it's it's interesting to watch because you almost have you know if you kind of think about this as like capture the flag. You've got these these groups that that are kind of playing like all on the same team. They don't want to acknowledge each other, but they're all kind of playing. And so you have like groups like the Sons of Confederate Veterans that will they'll play by the rules. They're not going to cross the line or anything like that. So they're they're trying to protect their flag, but they're going to do it within in, in the realm of the rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you've got groups like I'll just go ahead and say it, like the Dixie Flaggers and and these kind of groups that show up and they 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 go right up to that line. And when the ref is not looking, they'll cross that line and they'll, they'll, they'll mess with you. They'll, they, might, they might hit you when you're in the safe zone or something like that. But, but they never get, you know, they're, they're just, they're right at that line. It's kind of hard to prove that that's happening. Yeah. Then you have the KKK that doesn't care. There's no, yeah. there's no ground rules. There is there. no line. Mm-hmm. And so that, they'll, they'll send the threatening uh, videos, the threatening letters, that sort of thing. And it's one of those deals where in the past you might be like, ha, the KKK, they think they still exist. No, they still exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like people don't realize that like that, that's, that is a terrorist organization that is operating and empowered right now in, in the United States and especially in Mississippi. Uh, their quote unquote Clavin in Mississippi is the largest in the country. 
largest in the country. And so anyway. Wait, Clevin. That's what they call it. That, that, that sounds like a, like a Skyrim like enemy. I mean, <laughs> if you think about it, it's like Grand Wizard and, and you know, Clavins and la da la da la. Clavins and Shaleles and <laughs> Bullhammers and Cowbells and Ole Miss Rebel Sharks. And 90s websites. <laughs> and every Ole Miss That's fan so out there. so funny to me. But anyway, all this to say <laughs> that when we're trying to tell this story, we have to kind of be careful. Because yeah. when you've got the organizations like the Sons of Confederate Veterans, who are definitely not the KKK but definitely align with the KKK on a lot of the same issues. Right. And, you know, so when we, when we told, we, we have an episode, the last episode out right now, uh, probably as this podcast goes out is called 2001, which is about the referendum in 2001. And we've got on that episode, we've got, um, Leslie McLemore, who, uh, is the uh, son or who's the son of the, uh, at the time, the president of the NAACP in Jackson or in Mississippi, who was fighting to change the flag. Then we also have a heritage mm, – oh, I'm, I'm going to blank on – I'm going to forget his title. Uh, but like the chief heritage defender for the Sons of Confederate Veterans. It's, it's, a, it's a title like that. Chief, chief heritage defender. I'm, I'm, it's not that, but it's like that. OK. Yeah. OK. Check out the episode and we, we say what it is. Does, is he also the chief culinary expert of Mississippi? I do you – know, well, who knows? That was a bad joke. That was a bad joke. Keep, yeah. That was a bad joke. That was a bad I, joke. I, I could, I could, I could have like leaned into it, but I was like, "Do I want to lean into it?" No, 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 don't lean into it, man. <laughs> don't, don't, lean, don't lean into it. <laughs> but, uh, but so anyway, so we have, uh, we have these these uh, two individuals talking about 2001 uh, from very different perspectives. Because with Leslie's talking specifically about his dad's action, he was at that point, I think, too young to vote. But obviously, he kind of he kind of represents a younger viewpoint. Um, whereas uh, Greg. Uh, who's with the Sons of Confederate Veterans, talks specifically about what they were actively doing at the time and what they have been doing since then to prepare for the next one. And they are very much prepared. I mean, he says very specifically, we've got a war chest like you wouldn't believe. And so, you know, we're, we're up against, those of us that want to see the flag changed, it is a uphill battle. And I went into the show really kind of wanting to tell this kind of positive momentum story. And while that is, it does exist, and while you will see that, the reality is, is that even with that positive momentum, it is an uphill battle unless we have the right people mm-hmm. in in authority to be able to make those paths a lot smoother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's one of the things that we kind of leave things with as the series will close out is if you want if you literally want to see this, you know, I don't care if you're Republican, Democrat, there are individuals that need to be in these elected positions. And that may mean Republicans may have to put some Democrats there or they may mean that some of the Republicans that say they want to change the flag behind closed doors. We'll need to actually do it in <laughs> yeah. out in the open. Yeah. Yeah. And so anyway. Really scared to open up that door, huh? There, I mean, the funny thing is, I well, it it is it's surprising how many people really want to keep the flag. It's it's unfortunate, it's, but it is it, it always surprises me. It does me. not surprise me. Well, again, I've lived here my entire life. I'm not yeah. trying to say that like I don't know, but in the age of the internet, <laughs> you know, the, in the information age we live in. I'll put it this way. It's not surprising to me that it lost in 2001. It's surprising to me in 2018, 2019 now, that there still is such ignorance in in the information age. And we're just trying to combat that ignorance. We're trying to present the information. We're not trying to judge you for being ignorant per se. We're just trying to inform you so that you are no longer ignorant. Both said it. I said it. Y'all ignorant as shit. (laughs) (laughs) Come at me all you want. Like my my stance on it is obviously it should change. You know, like that, that's kind of a, a... a no-brainer on me 
from from my point of view. But mm-hmm. really, the only argument you should have when trying to convince someone that it's a good idea is to present the damage the current one is doing. See, they don't want to hear the damage, and like regardless of of, of where it came from, what you think it means, it represent like it is. It teaches the rest of the country that we're in the past is all it does. And we can't progress forward. Yeah. yeah. And that's 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 the core problem with it. Mm-hmm. It could mean whatever you want it to mean, but it makes us look bad. And in a state that is already behind on so many things, mm-hmm. we don't need a flag. We don't need something broadcasting. Here's where we're at, you guys. Not going anywhere. Or, I'm sorry. Y'all. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with saying y'all? Come on, man. <laughs> I say y'all. I don't know why I said you guys. All right, look. So the funny thing is, like, I mean, it, it is about people that are invested in the state's future versus those that feel invested in the state's past. And, you know, no one's trying to, trying to um, you know, eradicate our history. If anything, we're trying to very much learn from that history mm-hmm. and to feel that history. Because if you don't feel it, you're not going to learn from it. Uh, which is why it's so great that we've got the new museums uh, here right across the street. Mm-hmm. Um, because as you are walking through, like, and you are like literally walking under a lynching tree, you have to feel that. You have to hear the voices. Like, you, there, there is something amazing about museums in the modern age. We live in a very digital age, and so so much of our consumption is digital. But I think museums have this unique opportunity right now because they bring people into a physical space and allow you to feel things and experience things in a way that you just can't digitally. Um, and so. Anyway, hopefully we are able to achieve a little bit of that experiential education through the podcast, redflagpodcast.com. Uh, but even if you don't listen to us, check out the museums. You know, uh, Great experience from the museum since you brought it up. Uh, first time going through the Civil Rights Museum because, let's be honest, it's the only reason I went. The other one's just there to me. Um, <laughs> walked to the right and uh, walked in, went through um, the middle part in that big um, – beautiful design i don't know who designed it but it was beautiful and it sings uh spirituals yeah yeah yeah. and when i was there they had a lot of um elderly people who lived through the civil rights there yeah and some were in wheelchairs you know some of them were like i I think i saw one that had like a world war ii vet head on so i was like oh yeah he definitely seen some shit you know, mm-hmm. and the thing that really got me is as I was walking out, the spiritual that was playing, every single one of them was singing it. Man, and I bawled, crying. Yeah, you want to see like something sad? Me sniffing in the um, I had to go back in and sit in the makeshift jail cell because I was bawling that mad, that bad. Yeah. Like wow. that, that museum right there is is motivation for for me to try to get out there and spread as much positivity and, 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 and try to move people forward as, as possible. Well, and what I love about the way they structure it too is, you know, the, the lighting fixture, it's the, this little light of mine, right? Like mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of the theme behind it and all these kind of lights going into this big flame. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's, it's kind of this blue inspirational flame. It's not like this like burning, like, you know, eradication, but it's kind of this hopeful, uh, kind of ignition. Mm-hmm. And, um, the way it's structured, it's this, it's this spiral. So you can like pop in and out of different time periods, but to leave, there's kind of a, an open space because the story's not done, even though there is very specifically an era of which, you know, the Mississippi civil rights movement that they're telling 
The point is the civil rights movement is not done. And it's certainly not done in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And so by, by leaving it with like, what are you going to do? How are you going to take this information? What is, what is your next move? How, how do you add yourself to the story of Mississippi? How do you fight for civil rights? Uh, should you, can you, what does that look like? They leave you with that and the way they structure things, which is very different from, I don't know if you've ever been to the one in Memphis. No, the National um, Civil Rights the one in uh, Atlanta. Okay. Not the one in Memphis. So Memphis is structured so that you're like time walking. Like you, mm-hmm. you feel like you're like traveling through time. Um, and it's, it's really cool from that standpoint. <laughs> um, whereas this one, you get the option to kind of jump around in time and that sort mm-hmm. of thing, which allows you to kind of like, you know, like, Oh, like feel the pain and then like, Oh, good music. Let me just jump over here real quick. Yeah. Advancement. Okay. Good, good, good. <laughs> and then, hey. but you got to fight the urge to like jump there though. You got to feel the pain. Yeah. Like the pain, that. the pain is real, especially when you walk through the lynching part. Yeah. Because. That's somebody's uncle. That's great uncle, yes. great aunt, you know, cousin. And I'm pretty sure that, you know, walking through there, I got family in northern Mississippi. I bring some of them down here and they'll probably recognize a couple of those names. You know what I'm saying? So it's especially when you like walking and they got the little movie theater part. And all of a sudden you hear, get on out here, boy. Yeah, get. Oof. It comes down. And like my first time hearing it, I put my fist up. I was like, who the fuck is talking to me? With the audacity. And I looked, and it was the automation. And then, and then like, the second time I went, I, I saw people's reaction to that. And they wasn't having it. Mm. Like, this one lady got pissed. And she was like, I wish a motherfucker would. <laughs> and I was, and, you know, it, 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 it's something, like, that wasn't that long ago. It really wasn't that long ago. Well, it's great that you mentioned the generational aspect, too. Because, like, when, when the museums open, um, we did a Let's Talk Jackson um, kind of – I was gathering interviews from folks that were going, kind of mm-hmm. talking about their experience. And uh, one of the ladies there, I mean like she, like her picture was up on the wall. And so – and I'm talking to her about this and all of a sudden she she kind of chokes up and she can't talk about it anymore. And I was like, what am I – I feel like I've just attacked this woman by making her relive these experiences. And you realize like exactly what you're saying – it really was not that long ago. Mm-mm. Like we, Mississippi is living history and that's the beauty. That's the beauty of the museum. Mm-hmm. But that's also the, um, where I think that there is a lot of opportunity for us as podcasters, as storytellers to make sure that not only we're we telling their stories, but we're also telling the stories of the action that's happening today. And I think that podcasting has an opportunity to that, uh, to do that by giving people that kind of unique experience, right? Like mm-hmm. early on how we talk about, you know, that relationship that exists in podcasting, mm-hmm. the fact that people can feel so connected, like you can give those, the stories, you can kind of elevate those voices in that intimate way of podcasting. And, uh, and really I think help progress the, the state, help progress. Um, hopefully the, the listener have helped maybe combat some of the ignorance that may exist within the listener. Uh, you know, and even, even those of us that may, you know, not, may not be aggressively ignorant. You know what I mean? Like there's the, there's the, all oh, that happened. Like, like there's that, but then there's also like, ah, pff, it's forever ago. Who cares? And then you listen to like, Oh, it's not forever. ago. It's not forever ago. There's a whole, there's a, literally everybody that was sitting in that building has lived through this. Yep. Hell, I've been called the N word multiple times. So it's still going on. Absolutely. And, and you know, that energy still there, but the difference is now you bring that smoke if you want to. Because you're going, it's something's, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to cuddle up like a little, you know, little puppy in the corner. No, I'm going to look at you like a man and dare you 
to to have that ignorance again. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like Robert Morris never lost. And don't let me and only and I'm just and this is a fair warning to anybody. Let me see you doing that shit outside of here. Cuz I'm <laughs> walking up to you in your face. I'm driving through your parades cuz I've done it before. <laughs> like the first time when when the when I was going to the Civil Rights Museum for the first time, yep. they had them little barriers up. Them I don't know if they were the Dixie, I don't Dixie flaggers. I don't give a fuck. Or maybe it's the Delta flaggers. I I kind of I may have said it wrong. Ass hats. I move. I move the gate. AKA. I move. Hey, I'm, I'm saying I want the smoke. Come on. I moved. I moved the thing out the way and drove through the shit. Nice. Like you're not blocking me from going to see my people's history. You know what I'm saying? You're not doing that. I don't. I don't care how many flags you want to fly in my face. You know the crazy thing. You know. Th- so their whole thing was they were protesting the fact that the flag wasn't out there. Like, have you gone inside the museum? It's inside the museum. Mm-hmm. You should see how it's used mm-hmm. there. You see. How, you should see how it has been used. Mm-hmm. So they're out here protesting the fact they can't see the flag when they can see the flag. They just need to walk through the door. Yeah, they don't mm-hmm. want to do that because they don't, don't want to face their truth. They don't want to face the truth. They don't want to face the history. Mm-hmm. It's easy to turn, turn a blind eye and look at all the things that make you happy. And then be like, ah, oh, well, you know, that other stuff, you know, we passed that. You know, I'm not a racist. I got a black neighbor. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm not racist. I uh, I got a black friend. I can't wait to all you people that that act like that have brown babies, brown grandbabies. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. That, that That is one of one of my regrets in life is that I won't live long enough to see the big mono brown race mm-hmm. where everyone is just banged everyone into one color it's gonna be wonderful <laughs> i don't know man modern modern technology is amazing like you know i'm, I'm hoping the life expectancy hell that's a damn tanning bed hell what's about? <laughs> <laughs> orange presidents yeah uh look i i think i think the technology is, is incredible we, we could live to to five thousand maybe oh i hope so oh I or hope maybe so. there will be digital clones and copies of us living mm-hmm. on in the future it's like uh, some black mirror black shit. mirror exactly yeah, like, yeah, just yeah. put me in like <laughs> or what's that movie with uh long a while back with johnny depp he became like a, a an ai he his consciousness became like he put his consciousness into like a program yeah i know what you're talking about but yeah was, okay. was it johnny depp it was johnny depp yeah because because i'm thinking i'm thinking that bruce willis movie uh-uh was this surrogates uh wasn't it wasn't that it was it was it was called I'm I'm a pirate and now I'm an AI artificial <laughs> intelligence. That's what that's what oh, it was called. Speaking of pirate AI, have y'all played Sea of Thieves? Not no. yet. How Seen about it. that transition right there? Sea, <laughs> sea of Segway. Thieves is awesome. That uh-huh. is a crazy fun game. Really? Yes. I, I hear a lot of mixed reviews on it. Like there's I hear you can be a giant asshole and I also hear it's boring and there's nothing to do no there's a middle ground there's a lot of fun (laughs) no man look i get i get into the whole pirate fantasy aspect of it so Um, like i'll get on their army mateys you know like the whole the whole deal and uh no that that game is that game's a lot of fun man because you have to it's you have to kind of control the ship and everything everybody has to be on like the masts and the cannons and such and uh and so you know it is called sea of thieves you are encouraged to steal people's stuff yeah but that it is a it's a PVP world. So like you were playing against other players. They're going out there getting treasure. You're getting treasure. They're trying to fight you so they can steal your treasure. You're trying to fight them so they can get to your treasure. But like when you steal their stuff and they complain about it, it's like, it's not called seeing friends. Like, you know, it's, yeah. it's a ton. It's a ton of fun. It's, it's, hmm. it's funny that you, that you mentioned that specifically, uh, you know, Ninja, the, you know, the world's biggest streamer. Yes. I've seen this. Apparently yeah. his, his numbers are now below this other streamer guy. And Who's the game it? that he streams is sea of thieves. That's right. And his, his gimmick is just sailing the seas and 
being an asshole he, and he, stealing everyone's stuff. There's there's a debate in the Sea of Thieves community about whether or not like it's a good thing or a bad thing. Like on the one hand, it's great. This is great exposure for the game and everything mm. else. But on the other hand, it brings his acolytes in, and like to some extent, you showing up and stealing people's stuff. That's what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But it's more about like the way in which you do it. If you're like like yelling out a bunch of like you know toxicity at somebody. I mean, it's an open world game. You're possibly yelling at somebody's kids. Like, you know, just yeah. keep it scurvy and Bill's Rat and uh, such. Just, just, just sing, a, sing a shanty. Yeah, like, like just keep, <laughs> keep it in, like, the pirate tone. It's good. And, um, you know, I mean, you know, you talk about throwing around the N-word. You know, gamers, unfortunately, oh. in the, the yeah, man. age we live I don't, in. I don't. That's why I don't do uh, team like overwatch or anything like that i don't i don't mess with it yeah if we open up the microphone and you get like everybody yeah and it, it'll be like some 16 year old that who just learned the word who just just likes to say the word because he's at a catholic high school and decides to walk up to Dude. a native member but no 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 just <laughs> apologize to him topical as hell it's a yeah. topic <laughs> yeah so what did you want to ask me about podcasting was it yeah, yeah. yeah it, was it, was it was definitely podcasting so I, i've got a question uh, before we wrap up, yeah, with you moving to uh, to Texas, yes, what is what's what's the future of Let's Talk Jackson Jackson look like? Oh, that's a great question, um, man. I would love to share that information with you. I'd love to know what that information is myself. Um, I, I my my hope is that Let's Talk Jackson has a future. Um, you know, it's it's had it's been out for six seasons. We've um, you know uh, we've we've been the best podcast in Jackson for the, for the last past three years. Um, I'm very proud of the work that we've done on that show. And I think that there is a potential for a legacy and a longevity there. And so I would love to see it continue on what that looks like. Um, you know, who, who may be carrying the torch in the future. I don't know that yet, but, um, I, but I would like to see that happen. Okay. That's a fantastic answer. Never yeah. lost. F- fantastic. <laughs> like non-answer. No, uh, no, no. Like I, I get exactly where you're coming from. Uh-huh. Like moving out of the area that your podcast is about is a weird prospect to keep it going. So, well, and yeah. there's some discussions with some folks and everything. And I, yeah. I'm, I am, I'm hopeful. Um, what we've tried to do with let's talk Jackson was to showcase those individuals that are doing great things in the city, in the state. Um, you know, it, it's, it's also been a, we've also taken an approach, which is very much letting people tell their own stories. So like, even back when we had Yarber on, like I wasn't like grilling them on political questions. I was just like, you know, where are you from? Like, how'd you like, what, what's, what's, you know, you tell your story. I mean, I asked him about the roads a little bit. And even when we had Shokwe <laughs> on for uh, right before the election, I, I split that episode up so that because a lot of people, because there was an election going on, a lot of people wanted more politically focused, you know, questions. And my style is not that hard hitting kind of approach. So we split up in two episodes. The first half was me just like, you know, you know, where are you from? Like, what, what brings you here? Walk us. Th- I wanted to get into like, you know, so when your dad died in office, we, we felt that as a city. But you felt that as a son, like, you know, and I made sure he was cool kind of going there first, but I really wanted to get into that, that aspect of who he was. And then mm-hmm. in the second half, we had people submit questions. So I was just really, really reading their questions and kind of it allowed the Let's Talk Jackson to kind of remain in that somewhat freeform podcast that whoever the guest is really defines the tone and the approach of where we're going. Mm-hmm. And we, we had, you know, all, all kinds of folks come on the show. So um, I'm really proud of it. Uh, I'm, I'm hope that people check it out. The, the, for the most part, the content is timeless because uh, it's about the the people and their stories. Um, we did one season, which was about events. I, that was a mistake. Uh, I mean, like, you know, it was, it was fine. But like, you know, obviously, once the event's over, nobody cares about it anymore. So mm-hmm. it's kind of one of those things. But um, yep. 
but for for the most part, very proud of it, and uh, yeah, hope to, hope to see it carry on. But yeah, let's talk Jackson. Never lost. I'm not 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 trying to brag. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Dynasty, I believe, has been thrown around. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know the the, the king... have you seen my three championship rings? <laughs> I've seen them misplace my three the championship rings. Black on the door. <laughs> have you seen them? Uh, they championships. <laughs> you know, I, I I I you know I I brag about yourself, man. This is what it's for. Listen, I'm I'm a, like I'm 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 out. I'm, the the king is dead. <laughs> uh, long live the king, mm-hmm. uh, Melvin, aka Thaka Jones has has already. I've already signed over. Um, you know, I Robert Baratheon or I I Bo York, uh, House of York. <laughs> upon my uh, that, that he shall be uh, uh, a protector of the realm. But it's Game of Thrones. It's podcast Game of Microphones. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. about to be free for all. I can't wait to watch from afar. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's a great. Everybody's very supportive here. This yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not. I've already been to war. I, I'm going. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I, just, I, just, you know, I just keep. I just, I just let. I let Sergio carry the. Uh, it's it's kind of like the scene from Anchorman Two. It's just everybody's walking this uh, Smith Park, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> Reality Breeze shows up, and then all of a sudden, Rogue's Gent shows up, and then all of a sudden, Comprehensive yeah. Beatdown shows up, yeah. and then just the DJ shows up, and then. And then Bo comes out of a helicopter that says Texas flag on it. He just comes, rappels down from a <laughs> on top of the, the awning to be like, these are the rules. And then Token Talk pops up. And, it, and it's just like, what the hell is about to happen? See, the sad thing is every every single show you mentioned was very dude heavy. Mm-hmm. But we got a lot of yeah. great we got a gr- lot of great ladies that are making podcasts. Sisterly Love is out here. We've got the Jackson Transplants podcast as mm-hmm. well. There's, uh, there's a lot of great uh, female podcasters as well that – uh, I always want to try to highlight them mm-hmm. every opportunity when talking about the local community. And um, yeah, I, I think y'all, y'all. Robert Morris is not a sexist. I'm just saying that, <laughs> that just recently, I believe y'all had y'all's first female guest in six years. Yeah, show, it took us. Yeah. It took us a while. Yeah. Brittany was she showed, showed up on what 2017, 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's thanks to this guy right here. C- congratulations. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Thank, thank you. Odd flex, I, odd flex. That's pretty late in the game, but you know, hey man, look, <laughs> hey. <laughs> it ain't never too late. <laughs> hey, in Mississippi, we know that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm literally, literally in the state that you can take your fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, um, with that being said, Bo, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Like honestly, this is a, a real honor, and um, I wish you guys the best of luck. And I, I hate that I'm leaving right now, but I'm really excited to see what, what, what ever, whatever's going to happen over the next several uh, months and years mm-hmm. as the podcast community in Jackson continues to go. As the realities of all these various podcasts, <laughs> a crisis of infinite podcasts come together. <laughs> Breaching forth, you shall be. I tell you what, man, you may believe in physically, but like, you know, spiritually and energetic wise, you've, uh, you've, 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 you're definitely not going to be forgotten. Oh, man. Thank you. And definitely never lost um, nothing but positive vibes and prayers to you and your family as y'all embark on this new journey. And from reality breached to you, you've been breached, baby. All righty.
Thank you for listening to Reality Breached. Make sure to visit realitybreached.com for all of our podcasts. The Reality Breached Podcast, the Black Pocket Podcast, and the Reality Breached Local Spotlight.